Dude, we don't care who listening and who not listening. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the Pacers Pod. Happy Thanksgiving. I just got back. Fortunately, I was able to go to the jazz game tonight and watch uh, watch our Pacers take on the, I'd say probably, um, you know, one of the better teams in the league for sure. Uh, Utah, I think, is... Uh, after tonight's game, they're like six in the Western Conference, but they get mentioned up there with the top teams in the Western Conference. And it was uh, it was a good, it was a really, really good game for the Pacers. So far, I think this has been um, the highest point that we've reached in the season so far. I think this was the best win that the Pacers had. Um, it was, you know, when you look back at the, the schedule so far for the Pacers, it's been... I'd say on the light end, um, not not a not a lot of the better teams yet. Uh, we played Houston and and Milwaukee last week. We lost both of those games. Utah was you know right in line with those teams. So getting this big twenty point win um, was a was huge tonight, and it was awesome uh, to be at the game uh, because. It was it, it it just started to feel um, energetic again, and there was a play. I don't know, maybe second quarter, third quarter, uh, something something T.J. McConnell did, but like it was it he made a really good play, and and it forced Utah to call timeout, and like T.J. McConnell, uh, you know, went over like to the crowd and was like like pumping pumping his arms, you know, like, get up, get up, get up, and the crowd actually responded like. Like uh, I stood up, like a bunch of people around me stood up. We were all, you know, uh, it it felt a little bit more, kind of what I was thinking. Uh, Pacer games are like, and uh, actually, so so that was awesome. And but there was a one negative thing, um, the the Turner block at at the at Baker's Life Fieldhouse. We I happened to be sitting right next to him, and so I could hear <clears throat> all their little chants and stuff. And I don't know if maybe the, tonight they were just particularly loud and everybody could hear them or whatnot, but, you know, this was an interesting game, you know, because we had the return of Bojan Bogdanovic from the Utah Jazz. Uh, he, Bogey was part of the, he was on the Pacers the last two seasons. He, he you know, he was the kind of set the, the foundation uh, for the team. So it, it was a nice uh, return whenever they, inter- when they introduced the starting lineups, they introduced Bogey. And the crowd, you know, gave him a, a decent ovation, I would say. But these knuckleheads in it uh, in Turner's block here, um, Bogey's shooting free throws, and I think the first thing they said was like, "Like we don't miss you, we don't miss you," and it's like, "What the fuck are you talking about, man?" Like, yeah, like I'd rather have. I'm glad that we don't have Bogdanovich because we have the team that we have. Like, I'd rather have Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren. But Bogey was awesome, man. And, like, like it, it, it felt shitty for these, for these guys to be saying that 
you know, I don't know, <laughs> maybe I'm a little too emotional about it. I was just kind of embarrassed. I was like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you guys talking about? And the whole thing was stupid. Like, I, I and I was looking over there too, and it was like, I don't know, maybe like 12 people that were like really doing it. Like they were the ones orchestrating the cheers. And there was, you know, maybe like 30 people or 50 people in Turner's block. And like most of the people were just kind of like hanging out. And I don't know, but there was a couple of loud guys and um, it was uh, not very pleasing. Anyways, that's, that's not the point of the Pacer Pod. Uh, but where was I going with that? Oh, I was just talking about TJ McConnell. That's right. Yeah. TJ McConnell's been awesome. Can't say it enough. Um, it's going to be really hard when Oladipo comes back. And, man, and then even when Sumner comes back, like, you get in minutes for these guards. I like all of our, I like our guards. I, I like Aaron Holiday, too. So, um, anyways. Uh, okay, so, this is, I got a couple things I want to talk about on this episode. And uh, the first thing is something that I, I, when I was at the game, I just had this feeling uh, uh, watching some, watching one of the guys and, and I had the question, you know, is everybody on, on this team happy with their roles and responsibilities? And that's kind of like a work term in my world, roles and responsibilities. That's like what we're trying to figure out at all times. Um, but so to me, this is kind of like a chemistry ingredient. So like when you're looking at a team, you can be like, oh, this team makes the most three-pointers. This team, uh, you know, has the best defense. And then like, oh, this team they get along the best, they have the best chemistry on the court. It's hard to, you can't put numbers to chemistry, but it affects the game and it affects the outcomes. Um, and so to me, this is like a, a, a test. I, it, this, uh, this area here where, it's, where I'm talking about, like certain players, uh, because this team is so deep, like players kind of deserve to have more minutes to show the rest of the league and to prove to themselves, you know, that they have the talents, they have the skills to, to produce it in the NBA. But on this team that the Pacers have, it's like, unfortunately, your, your, your uh, opportunities are going to be limited if you're not one of the top five, six, seven guys on this team. I mean, we have like, we have a lot of we have we we have a lot of good uh, bench guys, but um, I don't know. So, so what happened was I was just like you know Miles Turner, um, he had I think he ended the game with eight points. He hit a couple threes, had a nice alley oop dunk uh, finish. Uh, but I was just thinking about Miles because I know last game he only had maybe seven points, and then tonight he had eight points, and. Um, I was just wondering if, like, how's Miles feeling about that? Like, how how is that settling in with him? Like, one thing that's been super good when since Turner's been back from his injury is like, with him out there, they're really spacing the floor a lot more. It seems like, or maybe that's just the return of Brogdon. But regardless, the Pacers with Miles in there and, and Miles stretching the floor out to the three, it's creating a bunch of space, and guys like Lamb and Warren and Brogdon are able to penetrate and make plays, and then it, it creates space for us to run pick and rolls and. Um, I don't know, and I guess I just think uh, his like Turner on the offensive end, at least he's not he's not getting as many touches as um, maybe he would have liked. Like the opening night, he scored twenty five points, 
And when you look at his stats, he's only played eight games, but he's averaging like 12 points a game. So his number, his scoring is coming down. Um, and I, that's, I'm not knocking that at all. I think that's actually a good thing for the, for the Pacers overall. We don't need Miles Turner to score 18 points a game because we have TJ Warren and we have Jeremy Lamb and we have Malcolm Brogdon and we have Domas Sabonis to do that. And so I was just thinking about Miles Turner and I'm like, man, if I was Miles Turner, like coming into this season, I would be looking for like, this is like, I'm, I'm ready to kind of make a mark on the league. Like I thought last year, I led the league in blocks last year. Um, in my head, I think I'm the defensive player of the year, uh, which Miles wasn't last year, but he was a, at least he was, his name was getting brought up in the conversation. Um, and, you know, he's shown last year that he can hit the three. So maybe he's thinking, you know, he's going to add a little bit more to his offensive game. And, and I think Miles Turner has the, the ceiling, like the potential he, to be an all-star. Um, but how does that work on this team whenever we have so many other scores and we're better whenever Miles Turner necessarily isn't the focal point of the offense? When, he's, when he is that, just knock down open threes, and let everybody else work on the offensive end because, and hopefully, and and this is this is my my whole my whole point is, is he cool with it? Like, is he okay with this? Um, that's what I want to monitor. That's what I hope uh, Miles is good with uh, because I was thinking about oh well before I move off of Turner. So everything seems good. Uh, to me from the surface but I'm just thinking that like this is something that could creep in like if it's you know two months into the season and he's he's only averaging nine points a game you know or 10 points a game is Turner gonna then start thinking you know hey man this has been a busted season for me even if the Pacers are winning or is he gonna be like embracing that role but he's definitely he's picking it up on the defensive end the last uh, just watching him out there, he's he's he. The first part of the season, he didn't necessarily have the he didn't have the block numbers, um, but doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't impacting it, impacting the defense um, from the inside. But like the the last four games back from his injury, the block numbers are back. He's had he's he's had three game th- or two games with three blocks, one game with four blocks, and one game with five blocks. So four games in a row over three blocks a game. Uh, that's that's lead or that's league leading type numbers. So hopefully that's the miles that we have uh, moving forward. He's hitting three pointers. Like tonight he hit two threes. I think I think last night he even hit two threes as well. Um, shooting forty four percent by the way from three point line. So it's like, hey man, just give Miles the green light to fire away, um, which he does. But so it's 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 he's shooting threes and he's blocking shots. Like that's very very valuable. Very, very valuable for a team that uh, only chances of uh, competing for an NBA championship are based off of a uh, uh, balance. Therefore, we don't have we don't have one guy who who dominates or two or three guys that dominate. We have we always have five guys who are capable of uh, dominating or contributing positively. So, hopefully, that's what Miles is willing to do for us to make the Pacers the best team that we can be. And it also really helps the uh, Sabonis-Turner conversation. Whenever Turner's willing to just, you know, be out by the three-point line, that gives Sabonis room 
to work where he's most effective. And it's also given Sabonis space to work down low too. So um, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, it, is, how's, how's Turner going to react when his points per game, if his points per game go to 12, or if they stay at 12? Like, or I just want to know. Yeah, I, I, that's just, hopefully he's, he's on board. Um, another guy, well, before I go down this, this route a little bit, this is what I, these are guys that I think are super happy. And um, I, I have, I don't think there's any reason why that they would, this would ever be a problem, um, like playing time or limited roles. I'm talking about Brogdon, Sabonis, McConnell, McDermott, Justin Holiday, Goga, Vic. I think all year long, no questions asked, no matter what happens. If McConnell gets zero minutes, I still think he's going to be a positive on the team. Uh, even with Justin Holiday positive on the team, even with McDermott to some degree positive on the team, if he doesn't get any minutes, Goga, same thing. Um, Brogdon's obviously going to be a huge piece of this. Sabonis is obviously going to be a huge piece of this. So they're obviously, I think they're definitely going to be uh, into it all season long. Um, but the other guy that I just have a slight concern with um, would be Aaron Holiday. And it's just because he obviously has a lot of talent. He's shown that. He's got starts this year that the Pacers won. He had a game where he had 24 points and 13 assists. I mean, he put up huge numbers. He's he's got a lot to he's got a lot to prove, and he's starting to show a little bit of that. Um, when Oladipo comes back, especially, I mean, even with Lamb coming back in, and then Sumner's going to come back in. Some, I mean, I just. It's just hard to see. It's just hard to imagine how these guys are going to get that many minutes. And so then there's a night like tonight in Utah where Aaron got the minutes. He got 16 minutes. He was able to put up six shots, uh, but he only was able to make one of them. So it's kind of like, man, you look at the box score. You didn't really contribute much to the team. How does that how does that settle in Aaron's psyche? Like, is he think, well, you know, we beat the Utah Jazz by 20 points. It was a great team win. Yeah, my shot wasn't falling, but um, I still have value. To I still have value. Um, that's because I could see like they're he's gonna ha- he's gonna be in a tough spot because he's not necessarily gonna have enough time to really get into his rhythm. Um, and kind of, but I don't know. Who knows? You never know. Some it, you never know in this league. I mean, injuries could happen, and Aaron Holiday could be our starting point guard. Um, you just, you never know, but, uh, I, that's, I wanted to just bring that up, uh, because I think that's going to be, that's going to be a challenge for this Pacers team is it's odd to say, but like, I think we actually have, we have too much, not too much, too much talent where it could actually hurt us if we don't have the right guys in, in the, on this team, you know, if, if guys start wanting more than what we can and what the team, and what makes the team the best? If if we can't give that to them, uh, it's like all right. I don't know. Maybe we have to move on. But I will say that I was watching what uh, the players' press conference after the game tonight, and I mean, it was it was incredible what everybody said. I mean, this team has so much confidence right now. They're, they're obviously uh, they're winning a lot of games. Um, during this during this press 
it's not a press conference. It's just the, they're in the locker room and a reporter comes up and asks him a question or something. And so like uh, one of the things that Brogdon said was he's kind of speaking exactly to what I was just talking about to start this podcast, which was, you know, he said this team is very unselfish and he kind of leads by example as our point guard, you know, dishing out the ball, making sure TJ Warren's getting his shots, uh, making sure uh, Sabonis is getting it whenever he's got a mismatch in the post or whatever. And it, TJ Warren even said something when, like, and, uh, separately saying like, you know, we've got guards who get scores the ball in the right spot or something to that effect. So it's like the, uh, the energy there is positive because it's like, Malcolm is unselfish saying like, I don't need to have, I don't need to be the one to shoot the ball. Um, you look at TJ McConnell, he's another guy. He's like, I don't need to shoot the ball. And then we've got guys who's kind of like, well, my best thing is like, I score the ball. And that'd be guys like TJ Warren or Jeremy Lamb. You look at TJ Warren's box score. I think he ended up with like 25 or 20, 23, 25 points and like two, two rebounds maybe, or like one rebound and two steals, thankfully, because that's one thing that TJ Warren's been doing this year is playing good defense. And he's at least trying. He's bought in for sure. And um, man, with him and Lamb out there, tonight was one of the first nights that I thought the Pacers' defense looked really good. I mean, the Utah's not an easy team to defend. And like, you you could see it. They, Utah made runs, and you're like, oh shit, when they would start getting wide open threes and Donovan Mitchell was getting into the lane. But for the most part, man, the Pacers did a really good job of keeping keeping Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, kind of kind of ineffective this game. Uh, but, you know, just getting back to it, like with Brogdon saying, you know, he's unselfish. Oh, and actually just to that defensive point too. He said, you know, they're starting to learn the defensive schemes now, which makes sense. It's like Pacers have Dan Burke as the defensive coordinator, you might call him. And he's been there for a long time. And the Pacers have generally always built a team that built, that has an identity rooted in defense. And this is a, a brand new team. So their defense should improve. We should see improvements in the defense. Uh, so that's that's great. And I don't know. I mean, you look at the when you look at the stats, um, and I didn't don't spend a ton of time looking at the stats, like overall team rankings and stuff, but the Pacers are sixth in points allowed per game. So, you know, they're they're giving up they're they're lead, lead they're leading the league or you know, in the top, not giving up points. Um, they're top 10 in the league in assists, rebounds, blocks. Uh, they don't turn the ball over. They're high. They're ranked high in turnovers. They, um, their percentages are, are really good. Free throw percentage. Um, it's the, and this is all without Victor Oladipo. It's, it's, uh, I, I can't imagine being any more pleased with the team considering the circumstances, um, I, I guess it just it just really makes me super optimistic about the future when when we get like I'm excited about this team and I, I, I can get excited about this team without Victor even I mean to do to, to an extent I, I don't think that there's no way that this team could win an NBA championship like we have to have uh, Victor Oladipo but um, there is so much talent on this team the Pacers are, are, are really deep and we got so many guys that Oh, well, actually, before um, I do that, uh, another quote from from the uh, uh, from that 
after the game t- tonight in Utah or at Utah or the Utah game. Excuse me, uh, Jeremy Lamb. The, the question I didn't hear what the question was. The way that the interview was cut up, um, but I, I'm assuming that the question was something like, you know, how do you see your role once Oladipo when once Victor comes back? And Jeremy said, when Victor comes back, I'll come off the bench. And that is just music, music to my ears. And I think uh, it's a, it's definitely a testament to the culture that they have there uh, in that locker room, which is we got a lot of good players. Um, I'm a cog in this wheel. I'm I'm a piece of this puzzle, but I'm not the puzzle. And that's what this team has to has to hang on to. And in order for them to be special, I believe. And I, I think we can. And they're saying the right things. I mean, for Jeremy Lamb to just say, I'll come off the bench after he just had a game where he had, I think, like 18 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Just, I mean, Jeremy Lamb's been, been uh, very good, very good. And so same with TJ Warren. Both of these guys have been huge additions. And uh, we're going to throw Victor into that. I mean, this is, this is going to be crazy. I, I think it's like, okay, we, what, what happens when Oladipo comes in? Um, does he, is he able to get back to a spot in his game or at least fill a role in our team that allows this team to be contender this year to reach the NBA finals? Um, could we, could we compete against a team like Milwaukee or Philadelphia? I don't know. That's what we got to wait and see, but I'm still holding on to hope that, that this year we could have a team that could do that. Um, I think that we are a contender in the Eastern Conference. Um, I, I guess another thing that I really I enjoy about this team is the effort, the mentality, the toughness. Uh, you just see it all the time, and especially tonight with when when they're playing defense and they're they're scrapping, um, they're always picking each other up. Like they just seem like a really cohesive team, and. During the interviews, they, they say the right things that make you as a fan uh, believe that they are doing their best um, to uh, win games and, and to, you know, <laughs> just got a little philosophical here. What's what's the point in what we're doing here? Hmm. I guess win games. Why? So I feel better than other people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I like this, but I do. <laughs> um, I like this team. I like this team's effort. I like their mentality and toughness. That's it. Um, before I, I wrap up, there was one thing that I'm, I'm, there's one thing that I'm very worried about, and it's the, the backup big man situation on this Pacers team. Who, who are we going to play? Who, who are we going to play? Uh, in and, and maybe it won't be a big deal because maybe our eight-man rotation will work out to the where TJ Warren can slide in and play a little four. Um, so we don't we basically always have Sabonis or Turner out there. But let's say we don't have Sabonis or Turner. Uh, I, I guess the what I'm hinting at here is I'm I'm really I'm really concerned about. Um, our backup big situation off the bench. Like, Goga's been kind of a disappointment. Um, but a disappointment's a strong word, and not, not the word I want to use. Uh, he... He's not, he's not impressing me much. And 
not not as much as I feel like he has the opportunity to, because he could do things with, he could just, he's out of position too much. Um, and I feel like if he were just in better position, he would, his stats would go crazy. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, and I apologize because, you know, I, I definitely was the person who's like, I watched a little bit of Goga and I think Goga is going to be, has the potential to be an all-star. Who knows? Maybe he still does. He's young. But um, so far, he hasn't, he, he hasn't looked like, oh, he can contribute in the playoffs. And I really thought that, or at least hoped he could. And it's a long season, and so maybe he'll be there. I hope he's there. But if he's not there, then what? Um, it's like, all right, well, I guess we got Jakar Sampson, who I did like. I like Jakar Sampson. Um, maybe he fits that role. I could see Jakar Sampson actually working in a playoff environment because he's kind of like a guy like TJ McConnell where it's like, you know, someone who just knows their role for sure. And um, he brings us some physicality down low more so than what TJ Leaf would bring. Uh, so, so to me, it's like, nah, TJ Leaf can't play. I don't think Goga's going to be able to play. Maybe Jakar Sampson. Um, or, you know, we've got Doug McDermott who could maybe play a little stretch four, but you're still always having to have Sabonis or Turner on the court. So I don't know. I think it's just interesting, something to look out for um, with our backup big situation. You know, what are what are we going to do? Um, we'll see. So coming up, it's it, it's, uh, you know, the Pacers have been hot. They, it's, it's been great. They've got the last game of their four game homestand on Friday against Atlanta, which would be a good game to check out. Trey Young, uh, at least for me, I have one of my fantasy team. I wish I was going to be in town to see it. Uh, but. That's a definitely a winnable game. The Hawks are, I think they've only won four games so far. So, boom, let's get that win, Pacers. And then now, and then now we get, then we get tested. So then we go on a five-game road trip, and it starts Saturday night in Philadelphia uh, against a very good team, a, a, a Eastern Conference contender, and we're going to be on the road. And um, to me, that's going to be the biggest game of the season to date. And We've got a ton of momentum. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm just definitely, definitely looking forward to this game on Saturday. Um, and then the Pacers after that game in Philly. Then we're still on the road for four games. But we got Memphis. We've already beat OKC. We've already beat Detroit. We've already beat and the Knicks, who are bad. So four winnable games. Granted, they're all on the road, but um, this is this is gonna be. You know, we got to beat the Hawks first. And, and finish the homestand, but then you turn the page and, and now you're looking at this five-game road trip with the big test right in front. Uh, so I'm super excited about this team. Hope everybody uh, is enjoying uh, this season. I know I, I sure have. It's been a lot of fun. And um, have a happy Thanksgiving, friends. And thank you for checking out my podcast. It is uh, something that I enjoy doing. And I think I'm going to keep on doing it. If uh, Pacers keep playing basketball, I think I'm going to keep on uh, spitting out my thoughts. So, 
yeah, I do appreciate everybody uh, that checks this thing out. It, it's kind of cool. And uh, happy Thanksgiving.